0: And now, Dick Tracy! This is
1: Dick Tracy on the case of the low hijack. Stand by for action.
0: Let's go, men. This is Dick Tracy. Protector of Law and Order. Before we listen to today's Dick Tracy adventure, I'd like to tell you about a great man in American history who was born exactly 190 years ago tomorrow. Marie Jean-Paul Yves Rose Gilbert de Marquis de Lafayette. (laughs) That sounds familiar to my rugged French. Well, actually, that was the full name of the Revolutionary War hero we all know as Lafayette. But did you know how old Lafayette was when he came to help the American cause? Well, he married at the age of 17, entered the French Army. When he heard of the revolt of the American colonies, he decided to help, and at his own expense, he fitted out a ship and sailed for this country. He arrived in the year 1777, when he was only 19 years old. After he'd been here about three months, Congress made him a major general. He had an outstanding war record, serving both as a member of General George Washington's staff and as a leader in his own right. After the British surrendered at Yorktown, he was publicly thanked by Washington. And since that time, his name has been greatly honored by Americans. That was Lafayette, a Frenchman who believed in liberty sincerely enough to fight for it, even if it was in a foreign land. And now, Dick places. Yesterday, Dead Pan and Cy Heavy hijacked another truck. But this truck was intended to take Cy Heavy to his deck. In accordance with Maury Bunn's plan to sacrifice Cy, Dead Pan anonymously phoned Tracy at headquarters and told him where he could find the stolen truck and its hijacker. Although both Dick and had realized that it was a trap, they had no alternative but to go. Far out on the lonely moonrise highway, they caught up with the truck. And after an exchange of shots with the desperate driver, Tracy, as a last resort, crashed into the speeding truck. But such things are hard to control. And Patton and Tracy, his foot caught beneath the twisted steering wheel, are now pinned behind their wrecked car by Cy Heavy's barrage of bullets. And while Dick and Pat are fighting for their lives, Maury Bond comfortably in his air-conditioned apartment. Who is it? It's me, this man. Just a minute,
1: I'll click the door switch. I want a complete report. I'll hear enough. Come here. Should I give it even the beginning? heaven's sake, tell me any way your illiterate brain can. Did you get Cy on the truck all right? Yeah, it worked like a charm. He slugged the driver and got the truck Easy. Very good, very good. Continue. And I put Cy in the truck and sent him off. Yeah. I told him not to stop for anybody, and if he runs into cops, he's to kill him. Then I assume you told Tracy the route the truck was taking. Yeah, I phoned him right away and told him the truck had been hijacked. When it changed, things are working out right. Unless I miss my guess, Tracy and Patton should be dead as mackerels right now. Yeah, depressing, maybe. Hardly. With Cy heavy and Tracy dead, there's nothing to interfere with my future operations. I feel like a celebration. Go wash your hands and face. I- oh, gee, Maury Bun, won't you let me alone? Getting so clean, the fellas down the pool hall won't talk to me. I have absolutely no interest in discussing the matter further. You heard me, go walk. I thought that maybe since they carried out everything so good, you might let me off. I'm in a pleasant mood. Do not attempt to aggravate me. Go over there and get the germs off you. No! Oh, I, I feel like the next job I get, I ain't gonna work for no guy that's scared of germs too hot on a Constitution. I'm afraid you'll never have the opportunity to seek other employment. You will continue to work for me, or you will suffer sigh heavy, space. Not only do I have to keep washing my hands and face all the time, but in between, you're threatening my life. That's enough to make a guy want to turn straight. You're very well paid. Shut up. Oh, and no on top of everything else. I get soap in my eyes. That does it. I quit. I am not joking when I say, remember, sigh heavy. All right. You talked me into it. I am now back on the payroll. There are times when what you substitute for reason, undoubtedly nothing more than low animal cunning, leads you into the paths of good judgment. That's the nicest compliment I had all day. Shall we dance? Pay attention to what I'm going to tell you. When you talk like that, means another job. You're quite right. Billy Tell reported a while ago that the possibility of large truck shipments going upstate soon They'll be prize catches. That's be good good. Billy huh? Tell says the shipments will be very valuable. Right now, we don't know the exact time of the takeoff, but Billy thinks you'll know tomorrow. In which case, I don't want you to leave this apartment. We must be prepared to move fast. Don't you think you're pushing your luck, Maury Bunsby? He a lot of trucks these past weeks. I didn't hire you to give advice. I'll take care of that department. What I mean is, there'll be more cops than ever out looking for hijackers. On the contrary, there will be none. Sigh heavy will be blamed for all the hijacking, and he's dead. Tracy and Patton will be buried in state for their contribution to law and order, and we can keep right on operating. I can't. My overhead's too great for me to stop. I have a department store that must remain stocked. I have to pay an expert to fake invoices and bills of sale and lading. What for? In order to sell the stolen goods across my counters. My whole operation depends on the manner in which I get rid of the hijacked property. Yeah, I guess you do have a lot of expenses. Yeah, I do. I also like nice things. How do you think I could afford such elegant surroundings if I stopped? Yeah, yeah, I suppose you couldn't. Therefore, you will stand by for another job. So I'm standing by. Uh, but now that Cy Heavy's dead, who am I going to have to work with me, huh? Icing trucks ain't just a one-man job, these days. From now on, Billy Pell will work with you. You need him for the undercover work? He can do that, too. Now that Tracy and Patton are dead, this will be the plan for our... Ah, he seems slightly eager to kill us.
0: I'm not in favor of it.
1: Can you get your foot out of there, Dick? Nope. Nope, can't move it at all. Yeah, you almost got him that time. Since I made him take cover. Good. It won't be good for long. He's got a Tommy gun and he can make a lot of trouble. Hey, it's lucky the car rolled this way. At least it gives us protection. I know that you brought up the subject, yes. Can you see the truck? Yeah, it's off the road, but it looks in good working order. That's not too good. Yeah, I know. If he gets to the truck, he can get away from here easily unless I get a lucky shot at him. Yeah, there's another thing he might do. Yeah, what's that? If he gets the truck started, he could crash into this wrecked car of ours. Mm, that's a happy thought. look can't you put out of there somehow, Dick. Not about cutting it off. The steering wheel shaft collapsed when we hit the truck. My legs caught underneath it as if it were in a vice. Oh, that's just dandy. Anything broken? No, nothing but my heart, Patrick. <laughs> hey, he's getting noisy. Can you see him, Pat? I'm going to try another quick look around the side of the car. Be quiet now. I have absolutely no intention of in getting shot. You just relax. This is a little darker. The spoon is no help in the fix we're in now. Don't worry about that either. You mean you can fix that too? Sure, i just shoot it out. Oh, Oh, brother. Yeah, that I did. It's also my unpleasant duty to report that his aim is getting better. He came we, close? Well, let's put it this way. A quarter of an inch to the right, and I'd have gone home in a wheelbarrow. Uh, we're in a spot all right, Pat. Yeah, I know. As long as that madman can keep us pinned down behind the car here, we're in very bad shape. I could only get my foot out. Yeah, then we could each take a tie. Sort of a, a divide and conquer routine. Yeah. Where is he now? Find the truck. Look, I'm going out and take a couple of shots at him. I don't think you should, Pat. In this moonlight, you're a sitting duck. Possibly, but even ducks get bored. You know we can't spend the rest of our lives here. That's just what we will do if you're not careful. And I might add that our lives don't look very long from where I'm sitting. If you're going to be gloomy, I'm going home. Well, I'm not going out that way anyway. I'll try it around this side. I might get a break in him. If you can just keep him behind the truck, it'll be a step in the right direction. And I'll tell him when I see him. Uh-oh. What's happening? I can't see him, all of which means that he started down the other side of the truck. He must be heading for the camp. Yeah, I'm afraid so. Look, I, I have got to get out and get a shot at him. Well, you'll get you sure. He gets that truck going he'll get us anyway. I think I've got the chances. to the important arms and legs seem to be in reasonable shape. Thank heaven. What did you do? Well, I had to crash the truck into that ditch to keep it from smashing into you. You're a good man, Patrick. Oh, all this trace will go to my head. What happened to that madman who was trying to kill us? Well, I managed to get him just before he'd have gotten me. I died through the cab window shooting. He couldn't bring his Tommy gun around in time to aim it. Well, all I can say is that it was a close one. Uh, much closer than I like to play him. Uh, let's see if we can get your leg free now. Well, Pat, if you can get a crowbar, we might bend this wheel back and I can get out. All taken care of. I brought this heavy tire iron from the truck. Oh, good. Yep. Now to to do with the trick. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, that's tough, you know. uh, easy does it, Pat. Well, let's not break my leg. So, Cretchen, if you are going to be particular about a little thing like that? I'm going. Now, wait a minute. Just a little more. This is it. Oh, good boy. Got it out. Now, well, tell me, how's the leg? Can you walk on it? Uh, yeah, in a manner of speaking, yes. Come on, Pat. I want to look at that truck driver. Hey, right. Uh-oh. Oh, oh you Better let me steady my hand on your shoulder, Pat. Right, big guy. Does it. There he is, Dick. By Joe, Pat. I've seen him before. Where?
0: Hanging around Maury Bunn's apartment. In a moment, we'll return to Big Drakeby. But first... Well, first, let's talk about Lassie. Lassie, a radio star. Yes, the canine wonder of the movies has come into her own as far as radio is concerned. Because now Lassie stars in a series of stories built around her. Of course, no one expects Lassie to talk on the program. (laughs) Of course, she'll give her famous sparks from time to time. Incidentally, Lassie wasn't always... A subtle standout among the canine kind, she was just an ordinary pooch with the name of Pal. Her trainer taught her to sit and lie down, to speak only when spoken to, and above all to be obedient. But there was nothing about Pal that seemed outstanding. Well, when the search for the movie lastly began, Pal's appearance to the studio representative was so unimpressive that she was rejected without even a chance to perform. Then Pal's trainer got to work. He taught the dogs to, to crawl, to attack, to, to open doors, and even to yawn. He brushed and combed her several times daily. When he took Pal back to the studios for a second trial, Pal or Lassie was hired immediately. You'll want to hear Lassie every Sunday in a 15-minute drama written especially for her. Lassie is heard on most of these same ABC stations. And now, back to Big
1: crazy... Dick, that's impossible. Maury Bund's a respected citizen. I know, Pat. And I also know that I have no direct evidence to go on.
0: But I think I'll have another chat with Maury Bund. And I have a plan that may scare these boys out into the open. Tracy had better have a pretty good plan because Maury Bund does not scare easily. Better tune in Monday for the adventures of Dick Tracy heard overseas through the Armed Forces Radio Service. This is George Gunn speaking. For the third consecutive season, the curtain goes up on that outstanding dramatic series, Theater Guild on the Air, this Sunday night. Theater Guild has set a high standard for entertainment since its initial broadcast. As a matter of fact, such was the excellence of Theater Guild's presentation, that the program won a plaque when it had been on the air only 14 weeks. From then on, Theater Guild on the Air received many awards. Magazines saluted it as one of the top dramatic shows on the air. Last year, it was awarded honors in a nationwide pool of radio editors. Don't miss this Sunday night's premiere performance for the 1948 season on Theater Guild on the Air, broadcast over most of these same ABC stations. This is ABC, the American Broadcasting Company.